0: Hey, my friends, how are we doing? Just wanted to check in today with week three of our Come Together series and remind you today that you are not alone. Whatever you're going through right now, there is someone else out there with a similar story. And we've all been through a lot this month and this year, haven't we? Most of us, if we're students, are still learning from home. And if we work, we're doing that from home as well. Zoom call after Zoom call. If you're a parent, a working parent like my wife and I, in addition to your career over these past months, if you've been lucky enough to keep your job, you're probably sharing the roles of short order cook, housekeeper, dog walker, school counselor, vice principal, PE teacher, IT department, accountant, school nurse, and practical activist for what you believe in. And I want to say a huge thank you to our public school teachers for all you are doing to make it work for us. With all that's going on in the world, it can be overwhelming though, can't it? And if you're like us, there really isn't much privacy or personal space around the house lately. It feels like we're always together but often needing our own space all at the same time. I don't know if it's like this where you live, but lately if someone were to do an impression of one of me or my family members, it might look something like this. I'm sorry, what? And then, of course, the person wearing the headphones at some point later starts an argument about how nobody listens to them. We're together, but separate. We're working together with our teams, but separately from home. We're worshiping together with our church family on a Zoom call. Now, I know we've been doing our best to make the best of this current reality, but this is actually so challenging for our spiritual family because we are not designed to be the body of Christ in isolation. Isolation was actually used as a primary punishment for the early persecuted followers of Jesus. These persecuting authorities knew to keep those Christians away from each other because crazy, miraculous things happen when they're together, so keep them separated. And still, for us, even with this significant, but hopefully temporary, taste of increased isolation, we can so easily crumble personally. And the crumble moments have been all too real this year. This is why we're still going all in with our Rain City Digital communities. I personally was really hesitant at first for another Zoom call and to lead one, but it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life the past few weeks. Because look at the top six proven psychological effects of social isolation, loneliness, clinical depression, cognitive processing decline, insomnia, a weakened immune system, and potential heart disease. And while we're grateful for the digital technology and tools that allow us to continue to work and to communicate and advance our products and causes in our economy, we are all missing our interpersonal stress release valves our nights out with friends, for real, in-person conversations and celebrations, our concerts and festivals, our movies and plays, our big family gatherings. These have also been mostly relegated to the digital realm. But thank God we still have social media, right? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as being in person with someone. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the same as being together with someone in a loving and respectful analog dialogue, because we always treat each other the same online as we do when we're in person, don't we? Actually, why don't we just end right here? We actually have this all figured out. Why am I even talking about it? You can just cut it. Let's, no, you guys, you know it's not what happens. And I want to share the three inherent communication illusions that digital mediating technology puts in play for everyone with a keyboard. And if we don't stop and name these illusions, it's going to be all too easy to fall into them and ruin any chance of communicating lovingly together with someone and becoming better builders of God's kingdom here on earth. So the first illusion is this. It's the illusion of intimacy. We tend to forget that other people think about us way less than we think about us. Your background, experiences, personality type, areas of study, your wounds, unresolved issues are just not front of mind for your audience when you sit down for a nice juicy post. Uh, And it's easy to think the reader will get it and get you in your heart and that it will bring you closer to the people you're writing to. There's this assumption that the heart behind digital communication is fully understood. And that's definitely how all of my posts have gone this year. Not, Not so much. The second illusion is this, there's the illusion of influence. We tend to forget that the word followers only means somebody probably clicked on your face a long time ago. And consider this, it might not actually go farther than that. Your social media influence spheres are not all real people sitting at home desperately waiting for your next life-changing insight on your topic du jour. The data and analytics can puff us up and make us believe the hype about how influential we think we are. And thirdly, there's the illusion of intelligence. My thoughts, when I write them out, they look so real and so official when they're typed out on the screen. And of course I actually read, research, fact check, every link, article, video I'm including. So wow, I'm, I'm even impressing myself right now. <laughs> it's, it's so easy to skim and assume and then share. We've all done it. And usually it gets us in trouble. Now, for all the good we can do with digital, I'm not sure we've figured out how to best use it to love God, love each other, and our neighbors effectively yet. There's just something in digital that gets lost, isn't there? Anyone else hit the wall with Zoom this past summer? Zoom fatigue? Anybody? Uh, Now, lately we're like, okay, it's not perfect, but we have to use it right now, so let's make it work. But digital communication will never be able to fully replace being together in in in-person, analog, face-to-face relationships. And now I've, I've been an audio recording nerd since middle school. I remember being at my friend's house and his dad was a huge audiophile. I would just sit and study all of these warm, glowing components with the tubes and buttons and knobs and I was hooked. And even today, I love the process understanding all the mediating technologies, and I just love listening to recorded music at the highest analog level. And this is the way that you capture and listen to music without converting a performance into a digital format. And this is the way I first experienced music. It was my dad's record collection. And I loved it because it was mechanical, it was magnetic, it was electric, it was, and it saturated my ear with pure analog sound. Now today, that's also really expensive. It's time-consuming. It requires maintenance, and it's not easily duplicated, edited, or replaced. It's why live music, by the best talent, will never go out of style. There's literally nothing like it. Now, of course, digital recording is easier, cheaper, mass-producible, easily shareable, easily duplicated, and replaced. And it's pretty close, right? I mean, at high resolutions, there's not really any difference. But yes, there is. It's like this. Let me show you what I mean. Uh, Can you hear the difference between when a song is played from a digital format? Let me play this from my phone. Is there a difference between that and this? the difference? Why is the difference so huge? Well, the algorithm that brings music into the digital domain creates these right angles in a digital sound wave. Take a look at this picture. You'll see what I mean. With analog, no information is lost. It leaves the, the sound wave curved and nuanced. There's more depth and breadth and air in the room. The analog process is a model of how God would have us love each other and the world with nuance and depth and breadth and width and air in the room. And we know that more than 50% of communication is nonverbal. By being required to stay digital, we're missing out on so much when it comes to loving relationships. Yes, analog is more expensive. Yes, it takes more time. Yes, it can be more difficult. Yes, it requires maintenance. Yes, it takes becoming a more skilled and loving and faith-filled communicator. But I'll tell you, this is where the life is, you guys. When we live in isolation, when we give in to the illusions of digital relationships, we are missing out on abundant living that God would have for us. John 10.10 says this, I came to give you life with joy and abundance. And I love the way author and speaker Simon Sinek puts it, You can have anything you want immediately today, except job satisfaction and strength of relationship. There ain't no app for that. Or the way Pope Francis talks about it. When media and the digital world become omnipresent, their influence can stop people from learning how to live wisely, to think deeply, and to love generously. God himself models this for us throughout the Bible. When something was important, God himself showed up in person and talked voice to voice with the ones he loved. When God speaks to Moses in Exodus, it says this, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Jesus himself modeled the same. God came to earth in person so that he could tell us about real life in him in person and live it together with us. I love that Jesus chose to eliminate all mediating technology, even come at a technologically primitive time in the world's history. He could have written the truth in fire in the sky for us with his Apple pencil, but no, it wasn't a letter. It wasn't in stone tablets. He came to the earth in the analog flesh to be together with us so that we could be together with him face to face. We were designed to live life abundantly in face-to-face intimacy with Jesus and his community of followers so that we can fulfill Jesus' command from John 13. So I give you a new command. Love each other deeply and fully. Remember the ways I have loved you and demonstrate your love for others in those same ways. Everyone will know you as my followers if you demonstrate your love to others. And our hurting world needs us more than ever, my friends. We are and will always be better when we're together, fulfilling this command, building God's kingdom together here on earth as it is in heaven. And the world will know we are Christians by our love. Amen. This is our chance today to move forward, to practice being better together, both digitally and more importantly, in person. There are five ways I wanna encourage you to do this this week. Maybe pick just one or two to discuss with your family or digital community today, but at least just try one and see if God doesn't keep his promise for a more abundant life. First, can you abstain from digital when it better serves a relationship? Can you have hard conversations face to face safely rather than digitally this week? Can you think of one person with whom you can connect in person this week? Reach out and set it up. When you're with that person, prioritize paying attention to their physical body language. Try to communicate your gratefulness to God for that person you're with, with your own body language. And if you'd like to connect more in community with Rain City, you can join a new digital community today or lead one if you so feel so led to and experience this new future a week at a time. If you're like me and love the process of creating these experiences, sign up to facilitate. You can just email me, matt at raincitychurch.com, and we'll set you up for success. The French poet Victor Hugo said this, to love another person is to see the face of God. If you desire to connect in person below the surface of digital words and conversations, recognize now that this only happens through the gift of physical presence and body language. Let's live it out together, have the courage to live differently and do it together until we see each other next time. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rain City Church podcast. We love that our community exists for so many, not just in the greater Seattle area, but around the world. Please push subscribe and feel free to share our content. And for any more questions or to get more involved, check out our website at raincitychurch.com. We hope to see you to Sunday soon.